still the same God that says it. You free the captives that you're freeing hearts right now. You are the same. Come on, you sing it. You are. the God of Moses, of Abraham and Jacob, the God of Mary. You are the same God then as you are now and you touch the leopards then and you touch our hearts right now. You set the captives free then and you will set us free now. And for that, Heavenly Father, we give you all praise and all honor and all glory for you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords and you deserve praise. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, for the opportunity just to stand in your presence on holy ground right now, for we are not worthy. We are not worthy, but you have made us worthy through your blood, through your grace, and through your love. And for that, again, we give you honor and glory, Heavenly Father. Because you are the God of ages, because we have read in your Bible, in your word, all of the miracles right now we proclaim, all of the miracles that you have done over all of the ages, we proclaim those miracles right now. There are people in this place that are not feeling well, that have some kind of illness of some sort. Heavenly Father, we proclaim right now the God of ages, the miracles, healing from the crown of their head to the bottom of their feet for you. And by your stripes, we have been healed. And we proclaim that miracle right now. Heavenly Father, there are other people in this place that come with other burdens of other kinds. Heavenly Father, and we proclaim right now healing and restoration for you have come to set the captives free. And we proclaim freedom in Jesus' name. And Heavenly Father, there's all kinds of things all across this world and all across this nation. But we declare that you are the God of ages, the rock on which we stand. And we proclaim that your love, your grace, your power is supreme over all of that. Heavenly Father, some of us come in on cloud nine. And we just thank you because you have shown us in, in our lives in a very personal way your miracle for us and how much you love us. And for that, we lay crowns of glory at the foot of the cross. And thank you, Heavenly Father, for your graciousness and your love. For you are worthy. You are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and the God across all ages. Not just the ages that have passed, but the ages to come for you are the God of this generation and the next and the one to come and the God that will last for all eternity. And for that, we give you all honor and all glory and all praise. And in Jesus' name, we, we pray, amen. Amen. Church, can we give him praise? Give him praise. Amen, for he is worthy. That's right. 
Would you turn to someone and say, our Lord is worthy. Welcome to the house of the Lord. the church of God reaches out to our community. Amen. Amen. It was a great Amen. time out there. Hey church, can we celebrate Pastor Chuck Aragon, God's Warehouse, and his team for that amazing outreach event that we had yesterday? Right. Amen. Thank you to them. And you know, the, the most important piece, church, is what you and I do, which is um, reaching up, reaching in, reaching out, right? That is part of our reach out mission here at New Beginnings Church to impact lost and dying world through the love of Jesus Christ and that impact that we made in that community there at Mesa Verde Park in the southeast quadrant of our city is just what we're doing, church, is we're changing lives, and we thank you for that. Right. People from all over the community came out. Yeah. That They thought they were just going to come out and see some cool cars, and instead they ran into a whole bunch of cool people who were willing to share God's love with them. How cool is that? There's nothing in return that we received, that the church received, just an outpour of his love through us. And we thank you so much for participating to every single one of our volunteers. Those who maybe didn't volunteer but showed up to support the event and show the love of Christ there at church, 
What an amazing event every year. This is our ninth annual Giving Back to the Community event uh, via God's Warehouse, and it's just an amazing work that we're doing there. Right. Amen. Well, let's Amen. give them just one more time for those volunteers Amen. out there. Amen. They did a great job. And let's just, um, let's just thank our volunteers in general today. You know, everything that we talk about here in church, all the things that we do. What? What? Oh, yep. I got it. She's an official volunteer. I'm official. I have an official volunteer pin right here. What does it say? It says, this is what an awesome volunteer looks like. You know what? See? Hey, church, today <laughs> is Volunteer Sunday. <laughs> Will you do me a favor when you leave here? Anyone who's handing you uh, a brochure or serving you in any way, tell them thank you. Because it doesn't matter what, there's a lot of preparation that goes into that work. The heart, the prayer, uh, a lot, just a lot of preparation. So, Rocks Rocks, thank you, Prem. You're welcome, Prem. Thank you, Rocks Rocks. <laughs> thank you so much to our volunteers, our faith volunteers. Today, church, being Volunteer Sunday... We want to invite you to stick around after this service. So you came to the, if you woke up late and you go, man, I didn't make it to first service. And now you're here and you're like, man, I got it. You're okay. It's okay. This is the perfect service. Because after this service, we're going to have a volunteer luncheon to say thank you to our volunteers. And you don't have to be a volunteer to participate or to get a hot dog and to just celebrate. You celebrate with the volunteers, right? And so celebrate them in that way. Just hang out and tell them thank you. So today, after this service, we're going to be serving some hot dogs and some chips and waters and whatever they got ready for us, church. It's going to be just an amazing time of just saying thank you. Our safety and security team, our ushers. All kinds of teams, man. Everything that you see, all the programs that we do here at the church are are run. Sure, we need pastors. Definitely, we need pastors. They're full-time here, and thank God for the pastors. But let me tell you, most of the programs that are run here by the church are because volunteers are willing to put up time, effort, every single day to get that done. Every day, we have someone volunteering. It's food, handing out food, it's going out to the park, it's getting your church clean, it's washing the windows, it's the people out there in the back that you can't see but make it possible for you to hear me right now. All of those people that make your church run. And so to them, we say thank you. Thank you so very much. So can we celebrate our volunteers? Thank you. Church, I want to, in that church, um, we want to also remind you, church, we have an amazing, or actually announce, not remind, because this is the first time you're going to hear about it. It's an exclusive Ex- announcement Exclusive right announcement. Now. It really is. Fancy. Church, I don't know if you're familiar with um, who Dr. Randy Carlson is, but Dr. Randy Carlson runs uh, KFLQ Radio 91.5, the family life radio that you hear a lot about, and he has a weekly program, daily programs, actually, daily programs. And one of the topics that Dr. Randy Carlson really hones in on is marriage and couples because we believe in the nuclear family. We believe the strength of a family, the strength of keeping marriages together and the longevity thereof. So church, we want to encourage you uh, on Saturday, November 4th, we're going to be hosting here at New Beginnings Church. A, it's titled Intentional Love Marriage Date Night here at New Beginnings. Now, I want to touch on something very important. This is not a simulcast rocks. Yep. It's not a video that they recorded yep. like a week or two ago or a few months back, and we're just playing it back. This is actually Dr. Randy Carlson will be with us here at New Beginnings Church That's right. with this intentional love uh, marriage date night. And we have partnered with them, and we said, yeah, you can use our facility. And so in, 
in that church. Uh, Roxy, why don't you let them know kind of what's going on? Because Dr. Randy Carlson will yeah. be here in person, an, an individual who has dedicated his life to speaking life into Christians in a whole bunch of different ways. If you want to know who he is, um, he has a, a daily program at noon on Family Life Radio. But because he will be here in person and because mm -hmm. we will be partnering with him, there is an exclusive pre-sale for New Beginnings Church of God. It will give you 25% off the general admission. There's other packages, but this 25% is 25% off the general admission for um, New Beginnings Church members. There's a QR code up here. If you tag that QR code, that is your link to get that information, to get information about the program and to make sure that you get that um, exclusive. I think the code word is love. Very appropriate since it's about marriage, right? So the code word is love. Remember to put that in. And we encourage you, all of you, to participate if you're married, to participate in this program. He's an awesome speaker. It's going to be just an amazing time, church. It's going to be here in New Beginnings on Saturday, November 4th, and it starts at 7 p.m., and even if you're streaming online, you say, man, no, I hope that graphic is there for you. I'm sure it is for you at home. You can scan that QR code, even if you're watching from home, and receive that 25. And that's exclusive for our New Beginnings congregation to say thank you so much for allowing Family Life Radio to host it here at New Beginnings. And said, you know what, it's a blessing to you. We want to offer this 25% discount off general admission. So we hope that you'll take advantage of that. Um, there's limited seating. And so, church, we want to uh, encourage you that if you're thinking about it, don't think about it too long, too much. Uh, we want you to take advantage of that as soon as possible. That's right. Eventually, this will open up to other churches beyond That's New right. Beginnings Church. But speaking of QR codes, um, we're going to put a different QR code up. And this QR code is for New Beginnings Church of God. It is the QR code that will give you all of the information about all our programs, all of the things that we do, ways for you to communicate with us, ways for us to communicate with you, things that are happening Things that, you know, we're thinking about might be happening in the future. So I encourage you to figure out how that QR code works and, um, and get involved one way or another. You know, maybe you're a first-time guest with us today and you say, hey, I, I, I really liked it here. I really want to continue to participate. Or maybe you have a question and you say, hey, what is your stance on this? Or what do you guys, but church, I want to tell you, encourage you, go ahead and scan that QR code. Connect with us. You can sign up and register for events like uh, baptism, child dedications, the men's retreat that is coming up. Uh, Sisterhood just had their amazing movie night. You were able to go ahead and sign up that way. So anything uh, events-wise, and um, you can sign up through that QR code, church, and we encourage you to do that and connect with us. Hey, sermon notes are very important, right? So one way to, one way to do that is through the app and, continue and uh, follow along with Pastor Sermon Notes that way. So once again, just wrapping up, thank you all to yeah. all of our volunteers. Thanks again. If you can make it out today, that would be great. If not, we still thank you. And, you know, as we think about volunteers and we think about all the programs, the only, the only thing that makes that possible is giving and your faithful giving. So thank you to each of you who give as well because that's what makes it possible. I'll point out that QR code again. That's where you can give. If you have no idea what a QR code is and you have no desire to learn what a QR code is, that's all right. You can still give. We have the boxes at um, the entrances where you can drop your envelope for your tithes and your giving in that way. But thank you to the volunteers and thank you to each of those of you who give. Thank, thank you. Thank you for you. the impact, church. Amen. Let's celebrate one more time the impact that you and I are making. Thank you, Lord, for that. And Pastor Richard, we'll turn it over to you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise God. Yesterday's uh, giving back to the community was really outstanding. What was really, really awesome is uh, 
I think there were uh, 10 people that came to Christ. And then uh, one of the guys that came to the altar that we had, uh, he gave his life to the Lord. And his aunt was there. And his aunt knows him. He's been strung out on drugs. And she said, and he goes, Auntie, I just gave my life to Jesus. She goes, praise the Lord. But there's a program called Under His Construction over here. She took him over there. He went to the program, and he was here this morning. And <laughs> Under His Construction took three men off the streets yesterday. And there were other ministries there. I don't know if anyone else was, but it was an amazing event. And they made like over 2,000 hamburgers and 1,800 hot dogs. And uh, it was, it was, man, and, and that was just for the first hour. No, no, no. But <laughs> it really was amazing. Uh, guys, um, youth, uh, you guys be dismissed if you haven't already gone. Um, I, I just want you all to know that I've been doing, I started this series last week talking about the choices that determine your future. And the greatest choice you have to make is to, that you can make is to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Because when you finally come to him, your, your life finally makes sense. Because a lot of us go through life going, why on earth am I here? What, what's the purpose of me being here? What's going on? And Jesus gives you purpose. He gives you direction. But what's really, really amazing is that some people believe that when you accept Christ, you accept the Holy Spirit. Um, that's not the way we as the Church of God interpret it. The Scripture says that the Holy Spirit draws you to the Lord. He convicts you of your sin, and he brings you to Christ. But then the Bible says that then you need to ask to receive the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit then comes to live in your life and to guide you and help you and keep you on track. And so I call it the second dose of the Holy Ghost. But, uh, but God really wants to fill you. So what I want to talk about today is choosing the right guide for your life. Because some people say, well, let your conscience be your guide. But the Bible says that our conscience can become seared. Seared means so hard. It's like when you get a branding iron and you brand a cow or an animal, it, it burns that part of the, of the, the skin. It kills it. it, has no more feeling or anything. Some people's hearts have gone so cold. So your conscience is seared. You don't feel anything anymore. You don't think anything's bad, good. You don't even know anymore. And, and, and some people say, well, you know, I, I, I just feel it. That I get that gut feeling. Well, that gut feeling might have been pizza too late last night. You know what I mean? So, but you know what I'm talking about is like you can't trust your feelings. So their feelings are all over the place. Oh, I feel good today. I don't feel good today. I, uh, you know... I feel good about you. I don't feel good about you. It's like our feelings, we can't trust them. The Bible calls it, it says it this way, that our, our hearts are easily deceived. What we need to talk about today is the Holy Spirit, how he leads us and guides us and helps us. In the Gospel of John chapter 14, it talks about this in verse 16 and 17. Jesus says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. He goes, I'm going to give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you in all truth. 
The world cannot receive him. Did you hear that? The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives in you and later will never leave you. Father, guide us, help us, help us to get it, help us to really understand it, and then to receive it. I pray in Christ's name, amen. Look, there's a lot of ways the Holy Spirit wants to help you. And I want to talk about how the Holy Spirit helps us, how the Holy Spirit guides us, and then steps to get the Holy Spirit. So the very first thing about the Holy Spirit wants to help us know what we need to know. Know what we need to know. Because you know what? There's a world out there, and, and, and the Bible, when you study the Bible, what you learn from the Bible is called theology. And there's a lot of theology, and some people are getting their theology not from the Bible. They're getting it from TikTok or Snapchat or Instagram or Pinterest. or They're getting off of social media. And there's all kinds of weird teachings out there. There's all kinds of weird stuff going out there. And it's crazy. So you need to learn how to get into the Word of God and the Word of God to get into you and to know what you need to know. Because sometimes we, we think, oh, I don't know this. Well, that, that's good and dandy, but what you really need to know, first of all, is how to receive Christ and what Christ is and who he is and what he does for you, and then what it, the Holy Spirit does for you, and on and on and on. Because when you get to know those things, it keeps you out of a lot of trouble, amen? Because, man, we can get ourselves in all kinds of stupidity. I know I can, and I'm a, and I'm a pastor, and I've been saved a long time. Yet I can still do dumb things. I always tell people, look at a light switch. That quick, just flip the switch, that quick, you could be in the darkness. You could be that quick, you could do something dumb that you're like, oh my gosh, what did I do? Why did I do this? I don't know if you've ever felt like that, but in the Gospel of John 16, verse 13, it says, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth. And he will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard, and he will tell you about the future. The Holy Spirit's going to guide you and let you know about the future. In other words, this is how you get from point A to point B. This is what you need to know. It's important that you know that. And then another thing in the Gospel of, of Luke chapter 2, verse 26, it's talking about Simeon, and it says, and the Holy Spirit revealed to him that he would not die until he saw the Lord's Messiah. Simeon was one of the, the, the leaders and, and a priest, and, and he was crying out to God, and he was crying out that, that he could see the Messiah. And the Lord said, I guarantee you, uh, you're, I, I want you to know what you need to know. You're not going to die until you see the Messiah. And Simeon was so happy to hear that. Second thing the Holy Spirit wants to help you with is to get from where we need to go, to get from where we need to go, how to get there. I'll never forget one time someone had passed away and we were doing the funeral and the burial was in Mountain Air. And we're going to Mountain Air and, and I'm in the car with the, with the, what's it, the, the hearse and the, and, and the guy from the cemetery, I mean the funeral home. And he goes, and, and we're driving over there and I go, hey dude, you missed your turn the cemetery. He goes, no, 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 it's over here. I go, well, okay. okay. I, you, I go, I, you know, I, I've been here a bunch of times. I never knew there was another way to get there, you know? And so he's turning, and the whole procession is following us. And now 
we're like in the middle of the desert. And I go, dude, I'm telling you, you missed your turn. And he's like, no, 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 look, even the GPS is telling me. I go, the GPS is wrong, man, I'm telling you. Please turn around. We turn around, everyone else had already left us because they knew where the cemetery was. And I go, sir, look, I don't want to tell you I know what I'm doing, but I know what I'm doing. You're lost, dude. Please listen. I'll get you to where you need to be. See, the Holy Spirit's like that. He's going, come on, tonto, tonto, tonto. Dummy, dummy, dummy. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to tell you how to get there. Man, we just don't get it sometimes. You need to get over here. I want you over here. And finally, he turned around and went the way I told him, and everyone was waiting. They go, dude, where are you going? He goes, well, the GPS told me to go that way. I go, guys, I'm not the GPS. You guys know me. I'm Pastor Richard. (laughs) But man, some of us are just like that, though. The Holy Spirit's telling you something, and you're like, ah, shut up. I know what I'm doing. Well, I'm glad no one does that in this service. But first service, we had a whole bunch of people like that. (laughs) But look, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 27, it's talking about Simeon again. And it says, that day... The Spirit led him to the temple. So the Holy Spirit told Simeon, go to the temple. And so when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby, Jesus, to the Lord, as the law required. So man, Simeon goes, and here comes Mary and Joseph, and he gets to see the Messiah. He gets to see him because the Lord guided him there, led him there. He got to experience that. Can you imagine, I wonder if he said, hey, Lord, that's kind of weird. Does that mean I'm going to die now? Because <laughs> he said, you get to see him before you die. But in the book of Acts, chapter 8, verse 29, it says, the Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk alongside the, the carriage. See, Philip was walking down the road, and the carriage came by with the Ethiopian, and, and, and he's studying the scriptures, but he didn't understand what he was reading. And he's reading out of Isaiah, and and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, Philip, go along the carriage and talk to that guy. So he's just walking, and the carriage is going, and he's walking alongside of him. And he goes, hey, do you understand what you're reading? And he's like, I I don't have a clue. The Holy Spirit guided him, and he ended up explaining it to him, and he ended up coming to Jesus Christ. And then he goes, man, I want to get baptized. There's water down. What's keeping me from getting baptized? And he got baptized. Yesterday, out at the rally, there was a bunch of people that got baptized out there, man. It was just an amazing time because God is going to get you where you need to go. The Holy Spirit also wants to help you say the right things. Sometimes you don't even know what to say. Don't fake it. People know when you're faking it. If you don't know, just say, you know what, I don't know, but I promise I'm going to look into it. I'll find out. But you know what's really amazing? Sometimes you don't even remember that you memorized a scripture and all of a sudden you're ministering to somebody and scripture's coming out of your mouth and you're like, wow, dude, that's trip. I'm tripping out on myself. I didn't even know I knew that. But it's you heard it. You heard it and you heard it in a Bible study. You heard it maybe preaching. You heard it on the radio. You heard it whatever on television and all of a sudden that's stored inside of you and the Holy Spirit brings it out when you need it and you're saying the right things and you're going, wow, man, that's a trip. God really used me to speak. Look what it says in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, verse 36. 
For David himself, speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, said, The Lord said to my Lord, He said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. And he was reassuring David, Let me tell you something. You're going to be in a place of honor. I'm going to tell you what to say, how to say it, when to say it. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 19 through 20, it says, when you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what to say. God will give you the right words at the right time. For it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Look, I've gone to court with a lot of people before. I'll never forget the first time I went to court. And I had never gotten to court. I, had, I hadn't been in trouble that I ever got caught, you know. But this time I got caught. And we were in the South Valley. I was already a pastor, guys. And we were going to add on to the church. And I said, should we get a permit? And like, all the guys said, nah, you don't need a permit, pastor. We'll do this in a weekend. I'm like, okay. First thing, Monday morning, there's a big old red tag. Busted. I had to go to court. So I go to court. I hadn't been to court before, you know. I hadn't even been with people to court. And so they go, how do you plead? It was my arraignment. And I go, I plead guilty with an explanation. (laughs) And the judge goes, Pastor, um, let me explain something to you, Pastor. You obviously don't know how this works. And I go, no, sir, I don't. And he goes, well, if you plead guilty, the case is over. You're saying you're guilty. I go, but the law says you're innocent until proven guilty. So the county has to prove you guilty of what they're charging you with, that you were building without a permit. So if you want an explanation, you have to plead innocent, and then you can explain your situation. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. (laughs) Thank you, Your Honor. Orale. See, the Holy Spirit's going to help you. He's going to say, these are the things to say. So listen to me and I'll get you through this. Otherwise, you're going to stick your foot in your mouth. Have you ever stuck your foot in your mouth? Some of you walk around, oh, size 10, huh? (laughs) They can see right away, man. Man, we got to, okay, let's move on. The Holy Spirit wants to wait for God's perfect timing. He wants you to wait for God's perfect timing. God has everything planned out. Haven't you ever jumped ahead of God? And you're like, ugh. Have you ever said this? Ugh, I knew I should have waited. Ya pa qué? What's the use now? You already messed up, man. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 5, it says, but, who will li- who, but we who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness God has promised us. But we got to eagerly wait. Waiting is frustrating sometimes, but wait. Another thing the Holy Spirit wants to help us to do is resist the things that we normally don't res- can't resist. He wants you to, to, to hold you and protect you because some of us don't know how to resist certain things. Some of us cave in right away to whatever sin. We just, we, just, we just do it. 
And, and he's saying, I'm going to help you resist the things you normally can't resist. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 7 and 18, I mean 17 and 18, it says, the, nat- the sinful nature, our sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed, hear this, when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. The Holy Spirit will guide you to do the right thing. Because, man, we could get in messes by ourselves. You don't even need help. I don't need someone to come along, hey, dude, you want to do this? I think some stupid things all by myself. And then when they do come along, hey, you want to do this? Oh, I was just thinking about that. Oh, what's wrong with us, man? And that's the next thing that the Holy Spirit wants to help us is how to avoid danger and mistakes. Danger and mistakes. You know what? This friend of mine, that they live in Clovis, and, and they go to the Clovis church that we have there. Their daughter had graduated high school, and she was going to go out with a bunch of, of her friends, and, and all the girlfriends were going to come pick her up, and she had taken her robe off and her cap and all that, went home to change, and, and the mom goes, where are you going? She goes, I'm going out with my friends. They're going to come pick me up in a few minutes. She goes, who's, who's driving you? She says, that friend of mine. No, uh-uh. I'm sorry, mija. You are not about to get in the car with those girls. You're not going. You're not going. Mom, I can't believe it. This is ridiculous. Ah. I don't care how much of a fit you throw. You're not going. I just, God is telling me not to let you go. 30 minutes later, they got in a real serious car accident, and three of the girls got killed. And she said, you were going to be in that car. She goes, I don't know if you would have been killed or not, but God protected you from dangers and mistakes. God wants to try to do this, but some of us are so stubborn, we don't want to listen to him. He says, be careful, be careful. We're like, even people tell you, be careful. Your mom or dad, your husband or wife, your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, your best friend, hey, man. Be careful. Yeah, okay, okay. My God, Mom. Yeah, hon, you got me nuts. Okay. And there you are. Hey, babe, I'm locked up. <laughs> Get me out of jail. Oh, my gosh. What's wrong with us? Psalm 16, verse 7. I will bless the Lord who guides me even at night my heart instructs me. Man, have you ever been asleep and God speaks to you in a dream? You're like, oh my gosh, man, I just had a dream. I'm not going to do that. And then it proves to be right. God guides us. He leads us in the book of Acts chapter 21, verse 4. It says, we went ashore, found the local believers, and stayed with them a week. These believers prophesied through the Holy Spirit that Paul should not go on to Jerusalem because he'd be put to death. The Holy Spirit protected him. The Holy Spirit doesn't just want to help us, but he wants to guide us. So the Holy Spirit guides us, and he guides us in a lot of different ways. One of the ways he guides us is by revealing the meaning of what he says, where he gives you revelation. He helps you understand. 
I don't know if any of you remember the movie a few years back called Adam's Family. And even before that, there used to be a TV show. And I don't know if you remember, there used to be a, a, a th the thing, the one called a thing. It was just a hand. Okay. Man, I don't know if you've ever done this where you're reading the Bible and it's like a hand comes out. And it goes, Richard, I want you to read this. Right there. That's for you. Now, I don't, some of you are going to say, oh, a hand really came out. No, I'm just saying figuratively. The Holy Spirit goes, that's for you, dude. That's for you. Haven't you ever come to church? And you tell your wife, what, did you call the pastor and tell him what I needed to hear? You say, you, call, you tell your husband, what, you ratted out on me and the pastor knew what I went through? No. Can you imagine I would have to do 500 sermons? Just for this service. Like, my gosh. It, the Holy Spirit knows what you need to hear. And he reveals things to us. That's why I believe, really, it, we, we sit there and you read the Bible. Do you ever just read the Bible and go, orale? Okay, maybe you don't say orale. Maybe you go, orale. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe you say, really? Wow, I don't know what you say, but I just go like, oh, wow, that's deep. God just, boom, he revealed something. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, it says, but people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. So if you're not a believer, you're not spiritual, that's why you read something. I don't understand the Bible. It, it contradicts itself. It doesn't make sense. It's because you don't know. You don't know the author. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. So when you come to know Christ, you read it, and you might not get it right away, but before you do it, it's like, wow. You're like, wow. Wow. I think I've already told you the story, but one time I'm reading the Bible, and I used to go preach in the jails, and I'm reading the Bible, and, and I had a bookmarker. That was sticking out like this, you know, from the from my Bible, and and I'm reading, and and my wife was laying on the on the sofa, and I'm sitting on the floor. I go, babe, babe, listen to this scripture, man, this is deep, it's awesome. I wow, I was like revelation. I go, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. Proverbs three, five, and six, and she started laughing, and I go, what are you laughing about, babe? And she got the bookmarker that she had given me a month before. She goes, look at the bookmarker. And on the bookmarker, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. And I went, wow! It was there the whole time! It's there the whole time, but sometimes, boom, God gives you revelation. Boom, he helps you understand. Boom, he just gets you exactly where you need to be. Amen? But there we are, fighting the Lord, fighting the Lord, fighting the Lord. Oh, my gosh, what's wrong with us, man? Okay, next thing I want to say is that the Holy Spirit guides us by reminding us what the Lord said. He reminds you of what the Lord said. He brings remembrance. You're like, wow, that's a trip, man. The pastor was just preaching about that. 
man, I went to that Bible study and they were just talking about that. Hasn't that ever happened to you? Maybe you're watching TV or listening to the radio or you hear a song or someone says something, you're like, wow, that's a trip, man. That's about the fourth time I hear that. Maybe God's trying to get my attention. You see, he's bringing to remembrance what you need to hear, what the Lord said. And he's reminding you in, in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 26, he says, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he's going to teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. He's going to remind you. And you go, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Another thing the Holy Spirit guides us is he gives us nudges and confirmation. Nudges. Hey, that's for you. Hey. Now, I know sometimes your wife is doing that. Some of you wives are all tiny and little, and you broke your husband's ribs. Quit hitting him. Let the Holy Spirit do his job. And you too, husbands. I'll never forget there was a lady that used to sit in the front row at the old church. And whenever I'd say something, she'd always have her arm around her husband. And she'd go, amen. And she'd point like this over his head. And they were in the front row so the whole church could see, amen. I'm like, man, that's messed up, lady. That's messed up. I'm like, that's just wrong. But the Holy Spirit does that. He gives you nudges. He goes, hey, listen up. That's for you. Look what it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 16. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. So in other words, the Holy Spirit says, you're right on, dude. That's exactly what I want you to know. That's exactly what I want you to grab a hold of. So not only does the Holy Spirit want to help us and guide us, but there's steps that we need to be led by. So steps that we need to take if we're going to really let the Holy Spirit guide us and fill us and lead us. See, some people are like, oh, well, to speak, you got to, if you're going to accept the Holy Spirit, you got to speak in tongues, or you got to do this, or you got to do that. No, the only thing you have to do is ask, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. How he wants to manifest through you is up to him. To some, he gives gifts of prophecy, to others, gift of healing, to others, gift of tongues, to others, gift of interpretation. That's a whole separate thing. He's saying, I want you to get it and be nudged. And so there's some steps you have to take to really align yourself to get there. And the first thing you need to do is just pause and be quiet. We live in a noisy world. It's a noisy world. And I'm not just talking to traffic. I'm talking about all the noise in your head. Amen? Don't you have all this drama going on in your head? Oh, man. Hijola. We're already on the 20th, and I haven't even paid the rent for this month. What am I going to do? Oh, and then the car payment's coming up, and then the kids are starting. They started school. They need, oh, they need for football. They need for, they need yaffle. They need for band. They need, oh, my gosh, you're going crazy. You're, you, you can't even have a time. You need to finally just put it on pause. Put it on pause. I love the pause of the remote control. Man, I love that now. Because there's sometimes, I don't know if your wife does this. My wife always talks to me at the highlight of the movie, man. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, 
babe, we need to talk. Oh, my God. And they're like, I'm like the witch, witch from the Wizard of Oz. I'm melting. So I just put pause, and then I hit record, and sometimes I even shut it off. You didn't have to shut it off. Sure I did. Let's talk. Let's talk. Sometimes you got to shut off the noise in your head. Put it on pause. Wait. Be quiet. Psalm 37, verse 7 says, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. And haven't you ever had people that aren't serving God and they're doing really good and you look at them like, come on, God, I finally turned my life around. I'm not doing drugs anymore, alcohol. I'm not being stupid. I'm staying out of trouble and they're doing real good. But if you got in their head, you know what they're saying? Oh, come on, God. I wish I was like them, man. They're finally clean. They're doing great. And I'm all messed up. See, don't worry about that. Just worry about getting in the presence of God. Look, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 30, verse 15, it says, this is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. In quietness and confidence is your strength. That's what God wants us to have. Second thing, if we're going to take steps toward the Holy Spirit, humbly ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. Humbly. You know what humbly means? Admitting you can't do it. We don't like to admit, I, I, I didn't ever realize how prideful I am until people have offered me help. Man, I've really learned humility with this hip thing I went through. Man, I have to have help. I've never had to have help to go up and down the stairs. And now I feel like an old man. And well, some of you are saying, well, you are an old man. <laughs> I'm not that old, guys. I still feel like I'm 35. <laughs> and you know what my body says? But you're not, tonto. <laughs> you're 65. Well, I could drive the speed limit. Yeah, but hear me. To humbly say, I need help. Holy Spirit, I need help. To humbly ask the Holy Spirit, guide me. Holy Spirit, I, I don't even know how to talk to my wife. I don't even know how to talk to my husband. Holy Spirit, help us be good parents. Holy Spirit, help me be a good son or daughter. Holy Spirit, help me be a good worker. Holy Spirit, help me be a good friend. Holy Spirit, help me. Man, to humble yourself, that's hardcore, man. To actually, actually say, humbling is saying, I can't do it. We don't like to say we can't do it. We like to be in control of ourselves. We like to say, I can do it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No, no, no. You know what? It's Christ who strengthens you. That's the only reason you could do it. This is saying, I can't do it. In the book of Psalm, chapter 25, verse 9, it says right there, he leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. In chapter 27, verse 11, he says, teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path, for my enemies are waiting for me. This is David saying, man, they're out to kill me. I'm running from them. They're out waiting to kill me, so lead me on the right path so I don't go right into the ambush. 
Take me where I'm supposed to go, God. Help me, lead me, instruct me. And another thing the Holy Spirit wants us to do, steps to really get there, is be willing to do what the Holy Spirit says. A lot of people say, oh, Holy Spirit, guide me. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit tells you something. I'm not going to do that. Forgive them. I don't want to forgive them. Help them. I don't want to help them. Man, forget it. Forget I even asked you, God. Man, has that ever happened to you? Man, when you're reading and you're like, ooh, and it's one of those moments where the hand comes out, that's for you. And you're like, oh, man, I don't want to do that. In the Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 17, it says, anyone who wants to do the will of God will know, will know whether my teaching is from God or merely my own. You're going to know. The Holy Spirit's going to tell you, this is from me. I'm speaking to you. Now, will you do it? So don't just pray for revelation. Pray for strength for obedience obedience. And another thing the Holy Spirit wants us to do is, is to look for, to God's word. Don't just take a survey. What do you think I should do? What do you think I should? No, 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 God, what do you want me to do? What do you say in your word? What do you want me to do, God? Look, and, and, and don't be foolish. Don't do, don't do one of those. Lord, I'm going to do whatever you tell me. Judas hung himself. Orale, okay. I better try again. Go ye therefore and do likewise. Oh my gosh, forget it. How about one more time? Whatever you do, do quickly. Oh Lord, I'm going to start reading the Bible instead of playing these little games. Look to God's word. Look to God's word. Look what it says right there in Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. I always, every time I read that, I prompt, this is where the picture in my head goes. If you've ever ridden on an airplane, and we want to let you know that we have exit, Emergency exit in the front, over the wings, and in the back. And I'm like, yeah, like if we're going to live, you know. <laughs> and then they say, and in case of an emergency, the aisleway will light up, leading you to the exit. And I always think about that. It's going to lead me out where I need to go. The word of God is a lamp unto my feet, a lamp unto my path. It's going to lead me the right way. It's going to take me the way I'm supposed to go. Look what it says in the same Psalm 119, but verse 133. Guide my steps by your word, so I will not be overcome by evil. Man, God, help me, guide me, lead me, instruct me. Look, we're tempted by different things. We're tempted by different things. Me, I'm not tempted by chocolate. I, chocolate, I, I can take it or leave it. And I usually leave it. I don't, I don't need a lot of chocolate. Now, my wife, she's a chocoholic. Oracita, she's in Chocoholics Anonymous. <laughs> so she's really not that, but she loves chocolate, man. 
Is there chocolate nearby? She's already shaking. <laughs> Me, I can look at it. Oh, look how pretty. Okay, leave it there. I don't care. But you know what? Satan knows your sin, doesn't he? And he tempts you with your sin. He's got it down to a science, perfect. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us away from it. Look what it says. Uh, another thing we've got to understand is expect the Holy Spirit to guide you in faith. You expect him to guide you. Look, look what it says in John, I mean, James chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. If you need wisdom, and who doesn't need wisdom, ask our generous God, and what? He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Look, Peter, the apostle Peter, his birth given name was Cephas. And Cephas means a reed, a reed, like that grows in the, in the lake or a little river, that the wind comes and it just tosses and it moves it whichever way it can. So Jesus said, hey, I'm going to change your name. From this day on, you're not going to be a reed tossed here and there. You're going to be Petra. You're going to be Peter. You're going to be the rock. You're going to be unshakable, unmovable. You are going to be strong. You're going to make it because I'm going to give you my spirit. And that's what God wants to do for us. He wants to change you from being all tossed here and there and going with the wind and just following all these crazy notions. And he wants to give you strength to be strong and to stay firm and to walk with the Lord. So you got to wait on God's response is the last thing. Wait on God. What is God saying to do? What is God saying? You're asking, Holy Spirit, I need you. What is he saying? In the book of Job, chapter 33, verse 14, it says, for God speaks again and again. God is always speaking. Though people do not under recognize it. They don't even listen. They don't even recognize it. How can you not recognize the voice of God? He is so clear, and yet we're like, oh, I don't know. I didn't know they were calling me. I didn't know he was saying that to me. I didn't know he wanted me to do that. I didn't I, Goodness gracious, get the wax out of your ear. Say, God, I, I really want to hear you. I want to do what you're saying. So I don't even know, first of all, if, if, if you want the Holy Spirit, you've got to have Jesus. So if you don't have Jesus and you've never received him as your Savior and your Lord and you want to do that today, say, that's me, Pastor. That's me. Anyone here today? Just raise your hand. Say, that's me. And you know what? I, I just thank God that all of us are believers, and, and I pray now that you have the Holy Spirit. And if you've never received the Holy Spirit, I pray that you surrender your life to him and you say, Holy Spirit, I need you. I want you. I want to have victory. And I can't have victory without you. I can't do it without you. So if you want the Holy Spirit, I encourage you to come up front. Would you stand with us as we sing this song? We're not going to be long. But I want you to just say, Lord, I humble myself. I, I really need you. I can't do this anymore. <clears throat> I can't do it on my own. And I desperately, desperately am asking you to lead me, guide me, instruct me, to help me, to take me where you want me to take me. Just do with me what you want me to do. 
Well, thank you, Father. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you've done. Ask him to fill you. Ask him to lead you and guide you. I'm calling on the God of Jacob Whose love endures to generations I know that you will keep your covenant There's people that want to pray with you. Prayer team, make your way up. Just say, God, thank you. Thank him for what he's doing. Say, Holy Spirit, I'm tired of doing it my way. I want to do it yours. I don't want to do it on my own anymore. I want to do it your way and not mine. Cry out. Maybe you want to come with somebody because you're embarrassed. Hey, hey, would you go with me? Would you go pray with me? Invite them to come up. Invite them to come with me. Calling on the God of Mary, whose favor rests upon the lonely. I know with you all things
Let's pray, church. Father, thank you for all that you do in our life. And Holy Spirit, how we need you. And right now, this need is very urgent. A health need, Father, of a procedure that'll be done that's real delicate. We need you to bring that baby through really good. Without complications. Give peace to mom and dad. Father God, I pray for Curtis Lee fighting, fighting, fighting to get back his health. And I pray for Chris Hunt fighting to get back his health. Father, we pray healing, blessing, and we pray fill us with your Holy Spirit. Not just those in this room, but those watching online. I pray in Christ's glorious name. Amen. We love you guys. God bless you all. Hey, we want to say thank you to all of you that volunteer and all of you that want to stay. There's going to be some hot dogs, chili dogs, chips, all kinds of refreshments, and the staff is going to be serving you. Thank you all so much for your love and support.